good fucking. I don't know, man. Good day, good evening, good whatever. I'm so happy he did this. Wait, cut back on. I mean, cut it down though. Whoa, we're gonna let this ride a little bit. I'm not monetizing shit on here today. Hmm. <laughs> That's how I felt watching the Marvels. <laughs> Get loose in this motherfucker. <laughs> Blow all this shit up. You wanted all of them to get loose or just one of them? I mean, I support all of them, but, you know, <laughs> specific women. <laughs> I'm very, very proud of her performance. She was who she really was up there. It's fucking Spectrum. Yeah, Marvel, you got to get, just name these people. Spent the whole movie trying to figure out who uh, Spectrum and Photon was. She got 40 names. Maybe that was, take that back. Maybe that was part of the joke. She do got like five names. It's Spectrum. It's another. I think she's another Captain Marvel at some point in the comics. Then she's, um. People still pay for Spectrum? Photon. <laughs> Look, man, I'd have paid for Spectrum. Spectrum, I, I paid for Spectrum. We'd have all paid for Spectrum. Ain't a motherfucker out there. Hi, everybody. Ain't a motherfucker out here. I don't trust you. We already had this conversation. I, I don't trust you. Everybody would have paid for Spectrum. I don't care what the fucking box office shit say. You'd have paid for some Spectrum. Hi. On that note, hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Welcome back. If this isn't your first time. Welcome for the first time, if it is. Thank you for tuning in to Just a Dope-Ass Podcast. We are going to talk about an array of things, all of which will make plenty of sense, although it will seem like it won't at different times, but, you know, we got hands and we got laces. We're going to tie that shit together at increments throughout this entire show, so just just, just stick with us. That's the best descriptor disclaimer, I think, for this, (laughs) because... I'm gonna come back to where I was headed though. But um, so salute to Ray, big Ray, big fucking dog, big director, big photographer, big videographer, big um, yeah, creative artist, everything to do with a camera. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say what was it um, last Thursday? Yes, it was Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday, Ray did her thing. She had this like so me being a fucking idiot like I. I, for 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 disclaimer, I love all my friends. So as soon as you tell me you're doing something, like I support it, but I didn't really read. <laughs> like I just showed up, like yeah, we I'm in there. Like yeah, let's do this. So initially, she had like asked, she did this like recreation of like her vision of um like living single uh, characters, and she reached out and was like, "You're bald," and she had this whole fucking descriptor. I mean, I gotta start saying because y'all be really like going for it, like when y'all describe us, like. I was like, oh shit, I should put that like in my descriptor of I'm a fixer. I'm, I'm like, oh shit. He doesn't fix with with tools, but what he uses is. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking Hemothy. So uh had us all around, you know, Long Beach areas taking pictures and stuff like that. Really, really dope. So me being a numbskull, because I'm not really understanding how like art shows work and uh things like that. I'm just thinking we showing up, we took some pictures, and it was like all a bunch of stuff that she had like taken pictures of. She had like a um it's called green. Greenville mm-hmm. um yeah so that's the spot it's in Long Beach if you like are an artist and the dude who like owns it is, or like kind of runs it him and his wife they got this whole like he gave a whole big spiel I was sold once he said they like do work with like the community and try to merge with like even like helping kids and stuff and so yeah that was a whole like 
super dope thing. I forgot how I got there to support, but either way, salute to her. Because I was with their like, support was it wasn't entirely what you expected. Yeah, I just what like were I you expecting to do, and then what actually happened. Yeah, because like I really was. Oh, that's what I was getting to. It ties in as far as like how you describe the show because I spent a lot, I spent a decent amount of time and I was like, oh, she did like describe me as like the podcast dudes so every now and again, you know, be like four or five motherfuckers like, oh hey, you're you, um, and I'm like, yeah. So I was like, when I'm like describing the show, I'm still and I'm still immature a little bit. So in my funniness, I like to always be like, hey, by the way, mental health. And they're like, oh shit, like I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm actually like I can claim it now. I'm. And I'm actively out here doing therapy in my like free time in my real life, um, when I'm not you know being a pod nigga, and it was a bunch of conversations of how I, how we merged this together, and it was it was a lot of that with like a sprinkle of like fucking you know mental health jargon, but I was like, if we take this here, and I had to do like my usual, I'm like I took a really wild thing, and I was like, now does that make sense? And it was like, oh shit, and I was like, yeah man, so uh, that's us or me. Or us at the, well, me at the moment, but us as a unit. And it kind of sounded like that just a little more if I said it. I mean, there's there's everything being intertwined and people don't always see it that way. There's a lot of polarized thinking, black and white thinking. So people don't see the bigger picture. They just see the surface level exactly what is to a degree. Sometimes you do got to have that that disclaimer. But being able, we've talked about on the show, at least context. Context is important. So context helps people understand or at least tie the knot of understanding in whatever it is that they're experiencing in that moment. So, you know, we may need a little disclaimer here. <laughs> that sounds like a Patrice Bummer. <laughs> context. <laughs> Clues. Yeah. He was big on context. It was like a. Context is so. F- very fucking important. Context is important and underrated because a lot of people just focus on. Have, I, you're in the field, right? So I'm, uh, I'm sure you've seen like the the iceberg picture, yeah. In regards to like anger being the top, and then there's all this other shit rooted. Oh, yeah, a bunch of shit on the bottom, right? Thick like, on the bottom. We see anger, but anger is really just the external presentation of something that's really going on at the root. Secondary emotion. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Not even just with anger, but people do that in general, especially with interpretation and perspective. Like they respond and react, but you haven't really explored the depth of how deep this goes and then what is entailed there. You just respond and react to this tip of the iceberg. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, you know, per the usual, if that was like, you know, just super easy for people to do, I would have to start fucking learning how to code. So, um (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) as I say all the time, like I have my gripes about so much shit and then I'll always end it with but job security for me. So I I would love to be out of a job because everybody got their shit together. But I appreciate not being out of the job because (laughs) everybody can't. (laughs) Yeah, I guess like, you know, like the job is, you know, obviously to get people to their destination, because I even think to myself, like, I haven't experienced this yet, like the the concept of, you know, like when you work with somebody's um, organizations or whatever, like that's my that's my ministry at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's very much so like the the goal is to close the case. So it's like start them, open them and however long, you know, you can put it in a monthly span or you can put it in a yearly span. The idea is to close the case. So I always think about it as a thing of like, yeah, I'm supposed we're supposed to get y'all to a better spot. Mm-hmm. Not to say that's not everybody's plight, but like when I hear some of my friends who are like, you know, I haven't had the experience of being on the other side of like maintenance therapy, even as somebody who's been in 
maintenance therapy myself. Like, you know, you're a pretty rational functioning person. You go to your therapist to help you like maintain and progress, like going to the gym. I'm still very much so in the intensive spot. So like the thought of like, well, yeah, man, the fucking, yeah, I got to understand like the goal is to wrap this shit up. But you know, I take that. I had to, that's where I was about to head, but I had to like kind of take it back. Cause in the you know regular world, everybody got to kind of have some maintenance therapy. God, that must be nice when you get to that part. I'd like to be the maintenance guy. A little bit, maybe. I take the back. Well, you will get there at some point to where you can justify strictly only dealing with the maintenance part. Yeah. As opposed to having to do triage in some capacity. Boy, because. But, you know, that's, to be honest, what you're getting now is great because this is your official introduction into how you are going to be interceding into the space. Word. And speaking of introduction, that's how we do an introduction, folks, just to kind of give you a taste of how we do things. Hey, this motherfucker is in his introduction bag. (laughs) I can't can't explain how here for it. It'd be fucking, yeah, like, snake is good. Hey, I want y'all, hey, look, here's here's my little mental health tidbit. Y'all got to start understanding the mental strain the niggas is on because a motherfucker get a license and that weight drops somewhere in the South Atlantic and the nigga gets fucking creative. Y'all niggas be, I'm so goddamn. Every time I see y'all post some shit, be trying to undermine the mental strain of motherfuckers. Nah, bro. This motherfucker been licensed for 47 minutes and it is fucking up. Yo, yo y'all kiss my ass, yo. Y'all, hey, we here for you, my nigga. No, if nobody understand, we fucking understand. Y'all keep. Don't nobody in the world feed, nigga. Yeah, we keep being yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Where that white boy? Bullshit. 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 But no, that, that, uh, I can definitely attest to that how. Not even just for me, but in general, like when you are able to make progress through a certain strain or a certain emotional weight and you either can get rid of it or understand it differently or whatever the case is, it it, it changes your behaviors. It changes your demeanor. It changes your perception of things. It changes how you respond and react. And that's kind of the benefit of therapy. Like I had the benefit of going through this long ass tumultuous journey with tons of downs and some ups and some struggles and all this other stuff and come out on the other side in a positive way. But for most people, it's like your circumstances haven't completely changed. So going to therapy helps you navigate that in real time, helps you get rid of like it vents it a little bit. Shout out to our former name, but Uh it helps you vent things a little bit to where you can have some clarity and just continue doing, you know, things over time to where you can have additional clarity and additional clarity until everything is completely clear. So yes, for me, I can say for sure, since I've been licensed and I've gotten that six year strain <clears throat> off my back, emotionally and mentally things are completely different. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think um you know, my little and I, I, I guess I gotta take it out of the ballpark of it being like a grape when I like look at the landscape of how conversations are had. Cause I think sometimes, you know, the the risk of something turning into like a desensitized conversation comes out. Mm. Cause mad niggas, if you look at a pod, any pod, even the worst of the worst that are like, not saying the best of things, the underlying theme or one of the, uh, you know, something that'd be said about like the strains and struggles. And I think people just like throw those words and they get desensitized to it, but like not examining like six years, like six years of weight of, what that feels like trying to get to a certain thing you think about life and this and that and 
I don't know, like explain better. Cause I do think sometimes, uh, I would say like, well, I, well, when I say trick, I ain't like I'm finna throw my fucking phone across the room, but it'd be mildly mm-hmm. triggering when you look at these things. And I'm like, I feel like y'all kind of like underselling like what a nigga like when, when niggas is trying to be like, yeah, this shit is like whooping my ass. And granted, niggas don't always explain it more, but we've there's tons of fucking stuff out there to kind of explain the communication barrier with certain mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. But yeah, like it's just like a real thing and like mental weight and how much that affects the other shit. Uh, at least speaking for myself, and I know this can speak for you as well, and a lot of other men. I'm just sticking with men, but I know it speaks for a lot of people in general, but I'll utilize men for right now. It being overlooked and not getting enough credit for how how I'm going through this long thing that has a lot of weight on me mentally and emotionally, and I'm still finding ways to be a good-ass person in the midst of it. Yeah. Like I'm still a good person. I'm still unbiased. I'm still clear in thought. I'm still able to be functional. I'm, you know, my frustrations in one area are not taking over the other areas of my life and I'm doing the work to maintain and to whether I'm surviving or just keeping my head above water, whatever the case is, but not getting enough acknowledgement, I won't say credit, but not getting enough acknowledgement and validation for how resilient you're being in the midst of your storm. Yeah, I think sometimes, like, there's a, and I know that's, like, the part of this whole shit of being in the, whatever part of the pendulum of explaining what the storm looks like. Mm -hmm. Because I just sometimes feel like there's not enough genuine understanding of, like, what this storm is. Especially if that's, like, the backside of, like, you know, you handle your storm well, what you just described. But handling said storm well might make one not understand no, no, this shit whooping my ass. I could just take a punch real good. Like, don't ever right. think. Like, you know, like that conversation of like, and I've, I think I've had this statement said since at least high school. Whenever the, uh, you know, you're a sizable man shit kicked in with the world. It's like, that didn't hurt. Like, bitch, I got pain receptors. I could just, it, like, you know, I didn't want to, I'm not going to start crying. But no, that hurt. That stung. And you, you giggled or I said a joke. I've said about, I'm, I'm pretty funny. If I said 15 jokes and you did that goofy girl slap. But you hit me 15 times in the right. same spot. So to parallel that, it's like, nah, man, like you might not bowl over crying, but that nigga tender, that nigga sore than a bitch. You right. just, you know, what's that shit niggas like? Standing on business. Yeah, standing on Yeah, That's what everybody likes to use. Now, all, all that shit. But even like sticking with that example, like, yeah, you hit me 15 times in the same spot and it hurts, but since we talked about context, do you understand why I'm not showing you how this is physically affecting me of you hitting me in the same spot? Yes, I have Hell. the ability to withstand to this. Hell no. <laughs> I can withstand this. I can endure it. I am resilient enough to get through it and not respond. And I'm also going to show you a certain aspect of myself that you may not even really deserve, but I'm going to do it anyway because I understand a bigger picture. But you don't. So you are looking at a certain presentation, not understanding the context behind it. Well, that's always my usual, like, you know, my little uh, tirade about, like, um, giving motherfucking more weight than they can handle. Like, I just, I don't know, like, I'm, you know, if, if somebody is, like, if we're using whatever sports reference you want, fighter, football player, basketball player, I'd play this sport a lot. I'm very aware of where the pain and shit is. And you keep telling the motherfucker, like, I want to play, and I'm just like, I can't tell you how much you are not prepared for like this particular whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you enough, you know, to do a certain thing. 
But just, you know, as all you have to do is just not make the game harder. Like, you know, you playing, I don't know, it's like you playing a pickup game with a motherfucker who's not that great. And you cool. It's like, you know, I just really need you here to be a body. And out of nowhere, you start trying to shoot threes. Like, don't do that. Right. Like, don't do that until we practice that. I think that's kind of like at least the irony of tying it all in. So those of you that watch the show on a regular basis, you know that there's something in the background that we are watching. Some of you can hear it. Sometimes you can't. Goblin Slayer. We are watching Goblin Slayer. But that's kind of the same thing for him. Like, everybody laughs at him. Why? Because you just hunt goblins? That's like low bottom tier shit. Why are you not accepting bigger jobs? Why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? They don't understand the context of his trauma. Why he never takes off the armor. And then people look at it as, this isn't even difficult. Like, I can do this in my sleep. This is so easy. And then they'll go in there their first time, and he's the one coming to save you from getting killed because you didn't understand the magnitude of the shit that you were getting yourself in. And people look at him like he's nuts because he understands it so well and articulates to them, this is why you need to be careful. This is what you need to watch for. This is this. This is that. And Niggas is fighting goblins and everybody be like goblins ain't that deep and get in there with some goblin level shit, shit and get murked. The yeah, goblins do so much not shit. Not even that. Sh- they get murked, they get raped. Yeah, they get the <laughs> goblin shit get the goblins are nuts on this show. And I'd be like, no, motherfucker, I will fight a dragon <laughs> over some goblins. The, the goblins they, are doing the, way more the damage. The way this shit work, a, a dragon what you set a little set you on fire a little bit. Do right, little I just burned this town and flew back yeah, to my yo, cave. Goblins are hang, hey yo, that's a good hey, that was good. You did that. Cause motherfuckers out here, you're just some goblins. Go down there and fight them yourself, they motherfuckers. See what happened. Understand how difficult it is for me to fight the things that I'm fighting and remain in a certain emotional disposition and have enough space to protect you when you put your foot in your mouth and it doesn't work out how you like and it's funny because this is a this is a cartoon right which wouldn't even get watched i'm sorry because some people would be like oh that guy so just the the lack of context as to how this is really not a kid's cartoon you think watching cartoons is the shit that you watch with your with your child this is not that that's the business i'm always stand on right because these (laughs) at this point in time look cartoons I'm not like, you know, if you want to do all the deep cut and shit and you see all the stuff that they threw in Looney Tunes and the stuff that they was throwing in like Rocco and all that shit. Rocco worked at a fucking sex hotline. He was up there like boy from a CB4. Like, you know, yeah, it's big, nigga. You know, like that's what Rocco. Rocco was, was really going to work. <laughs> Telling niggas he was finna throw it back. But anyways, anyways. <laughs> yeah, you, like, yeah, you, Rocco was crazy. Nigga. Rocco like, was not for kids. Yeah, yo, like fucking, uh, Mrs. Butthead had that just big ass on her back. It was crazy. How yo. dare you? Yeah, it was going nuts. You know, like, I ain't even trying to uh, run into uh, all this ass. Come on and grab some of this Rocco. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, that shit was nasty, nigga. Anyways, um, <laughs> all I'm saying is like cartoons been had adult themes. So you watch like, and I really think like I don't know, man. Like outside of like anime and shit, like cartoons are just a good ass medium because it is some some of this shit. It would be like, yo, this would cost $40 billion to put to like, even though fucking cartoons ain't cheap. I didn't realize fucking an episode of Jujutsu Kaisen cost like 80 grand. But to make that shit work with like human beings and sometimes to get some certain shit across, you just can't do. But motherfuckers be watching Disney shit and some of these other shits and it's like, yo, ain't no no kid theme in this bitch. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if it came out yet. 
But when that fucking new Ghibli movie come out, Ghibli movie come out, I'm gonna be the first nigga in line. Boy in the Heron. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm in that hoe. Like that's for me. <laughs> that shit look. Well, I think taking it back to mental health to a degree, people don't realize how if a lot of the things that were animes were created into live actions or made to be into whatever type of film, that shit would be traumatizing. Like. Goblin Slayer as a live action, they don't pull no punches. This is going to look exactly the way it does in the anime. So the rape, the killing, the Yeesh. grotesque, everything, people, uh, just fucking nightmare fuel. That's, people wouldn't be able to, to deal with it. So having it as an anime makes it a little bit more palatable for people to understand the deeper context. But you're going to miss that because you're looking at it as if it's just a childlike thing. It's not important. It's not this. It's not that. I'm ignoring the depth of this thing because I'm only looking at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, go see. Uh, shit, I just forgot the fucking name again. Go see Grave of the Fireflies. I dare you to have a straight face. That shit broke me the fuck down, boy. I, yeah, that was some shit I had to sit at the house by myself. Fuck me up. But most of them. Yeah. What's yeah. the other one? Um, Promise Neverland. Promise Neverland is is. It gets there. Absolutely. And see, like, even that one, like, I mean, it still gets there. Grave of the Fireflies just was like, like, hey, no, there's no fucking CG. It's no special shit. It just is a boy. It is, man, I ain't get into that. But if you want to, it's a good film, but you better fucking uh, be ready to sit somewhere and be fucked up a little bit. What's the shit that we put on our on our memes? Buckle up, kids. Man, shit. <laughs> Hey, you know what, speaking of men, like, you know, we in the fucking, I'm making a little bit of a turn, because I started out with this, and I realized I need to come back to it. You will. And, uh, you know, we didn't talk about men, and we didn't big up, we gonna still stand for men, and, and stuff like that. But I'm gonna get in you niggas' ass, too, because as a, uh, an avid geek nigga, I don't really understand what y'all issues is with this Marvel shit. You know, like, the Marvel's movie came out, all right? And everybody was critical of the first Captain Marvel. And you know what I thought about as this has been going on? I don't understand fully why motherfuckers hate Brie Larson, like, as a person. Like, I wasn't a fan of, like, the first Captain Marvel. But for the most part, I don't think there's a Brie Larson problem. That's how them niggas wrote the movie, how they just jammed her in there, how they wrote, like, you know, certain, certain shit just wasn't meshing well. And the movie wasn't, like, that awesome it just you know it just felt like we need to shove her in here so that we can have her available when they go fight thanos like i get it but it wasn't that great this motherfucker here having like low box office shit i went and watched this movie and outside of my little like you know tiana paris can't do no fucking wrong i don't give a shit her and then her and sam jackson was on screen together it was some bliggity black moments and i just fucking like that shit it was some other nigga in there just big giant motherfucker that just was an alien he was 300 years old he didn't do shit but just say some cool smart shit i was here for all of that but as a oh yeah and fucking loki's wife well uh tom Hendelson's wife is the bad guy she was cool like she didn't really do whatever she just was like an interim bad person but anyways i said that to say the movie in and of itself is not bad and i just feel like like you niggas can't hate women that much like i just feel like it's weird like it's weird for niggas to crash the plane on the medium that we all love because you just be like, it's fucking women up here doing women shit. Like, it wasn't no pandery shit. I didn't hear no line that was just like, say this, because, like, you know, when they were doing, like, the fucking uh, 
first Miss Captain Marvel shit, it was like she puts the her in hero. And you know, it was like they were saying a lot of shit like that. And this one, it was just fucking like they were just up there having their powers and shit, having cool, like regular motherfucker moments. Even and I'm like, and I know I was having a conversation about this, like even with the Miss Marvel shit. Like I watched that show and uh as an adult, it really wasn't for us. Like it's clearly to set up the young Avengers, which is dope. I'm gonna watch that shit. But I will say, and I mean this, and at the risk of sounding like somebody's like fucking old grandfather, that little girl was delightful. She was a bubbly month just up here. And it was like, hey, you know, if I was fucking in high school on a fucking, uh, and my favorite superhero pulls up and takes me on an adventure, you know what, nigga? Fuck you cool ass niggas. I would have been fanboying my ass off. Boy, like, I'm a nigga who loves uh, electricity and shit And Thor pull up And be like Alright man We gotta go fucking fight Yeah I'm gonna act just like her And I got powers and shit Her family was in there They was riding They beat up some fucking sh- niggas It was cool I don't know If you hate this movie like that The way y'all are online talking As a person who saw it I feel like y'all are weird And like Yeah It just it, it's, it's, it's leaving the realm of like It's deep I just don't like like Brie Larson and I don't like women all together and that's fucking crazy do you feel like like a lot of the the weird narratives within political spaces and just the topics that we end up having to be faced with on a regular basis are fucking up the geek space hell yeah like and I saw this video and I was like because I was I was trying to really <clears throat> understand what the issues are with her and like granted there was some shit that I felt like was just like I don't know, some shit was edits and you can't trust the edit. Like I'm I'll make an edit for joke purposes. So, you know, word to niggas who just be trying to get some content off. But there was one thing and it was like uh Brie Larson's racist thing. And I was like, boy, like, is motherfuckers who if you like make the incel conversation very much so a thing. Because it was just her going like having a, a real long speech about the down like, you know, and as an actress, she would talk about actor shit. And it's like critics, the the consensus about critics is like it's a bunch of like white dudes. It's a bunch of white dudes commenting on movies and it just some shit shouldn't really they shouldn't be the voice of all the critics because you're not going to get it. This is a, a black woman story. What the fuck are you up here making the making the critics about like mm-hmm. this is a black male story. This is a um, a gay a story about a gay kid or or a transgender. Movie. Why the fuck are you the person who's. You know, having like the dominant voice. Obviously, you should be able to have a voice, but if you don't, I don't know, if you're not able to have a voice that's like, I respect this as a good movie and this was really well told, I don't know, because somebody, yeah, it's weird, especially as us watching all these fucking movies. Like, I love, you know, word to, I know he's not everybody's favorite. He said some wild shit. He said some wild shit about us, actually, but I watched The Patriot. Mel Gibson was tearing motherfuckers up. But if I watch another, like, I don't need, y'all got 400 Civil War movies. And like eighty thousand World War Two movies. Like she made it. The woman made a good point. Like I just think like some of her shit. And even like when people say like shit about her and other actors, I don't know. I'm not in the motherfucker room. So until them actors go like she's a real dickhead, I don't really know. Like I just as I was looking at this, I was like, hey man, I don't really. There's no reason to hate this woman this much. I don't understand it. I mean, even if she even if she is a dickhead, so to speak. If I am in those rooms and I'm an actor, now granted, I get you're going to work on a project. That project is going to take X amount of time. I don't fucking know. We're not in that space yet. At some point, we will be. Speak that into existence and we'll get there. But when it comes to production, yeah, you can be a complete 
dick in real life, but if you're fucking good at your job, let's make sure we're amicable, amicable enough to do what we need to do and go about our business. But that's being able to separate your emotion and your responses from what is actually the need and the purpose of the situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of us are not able to do that, especially in today's climate, especially when we talk about critiquing and things of that nature. So a lot of people are getting paid to critique. They're not always getting paid to critique properly. It's just the fact that you can say some inflammatory shit and it boosts, you know, your likes, your watches, your this, your that. And you're saying stuff really because you want to get a rise out of people to maintain your own numbers. Or you're just saying shit, spewing it, and because you do get those numbers, you think that what you're saying is justified or valid. But it's like, no, people just responded to your emotional response, but none of this has any actual validity because you didn't separate what you feel from what actually is. Yeah. Like, yeah, the shit y'all saying is wild. And it's kind of like, um, one one thing, if Sam back you, I trust Sam. <laughs> Sam fuck with her So like, that, that was like An article I saw But um It was kind of like That conversation That shit that like uh, Benny the Butcher said Last week Or maybe a week ago Where he was talking about Like um You know Enjoy the project And like I don't fully agree With that Like obviously As somebody in like The content Comment on the world space mm-hmm. Like but I do agree that like You should you should have some type of standpoint for what you, why you say what you say. You're not obligated to like, like a thing. But like, when I look at like, you know, this movie and shit, and I looked at some of the shit niggas were saying, I was like, oh yeah, this is bullshit. Cause it was just like, like it was things that like, like niggas was like, you know, the movie was fun. It was bubbly. The story kind of gets choppy in the middle, but you know, and yeah, God, I forgot the girl's name, but the girl, the woman who played, or she, I don't know how old that one she is, but I'm going to say, you know, that young woman. She's a teen. Yeah, who played Kamala Khan? It was like she was a bubble of of of, you know, a joy in the film. One point five out of five. I was like, hey, nigga, like that's fucking crazy. Like, it just seemed like a lot of motherfuckers became like really intense about the story. And I think about that from a fucking geek perspective. If you understand, you know, all the setup and shit, we have all read. Whether you read like mangas or you read fucking like actual comics, you know, good and fucking well, every story not a banger. Like, if you reading, like, this is one big collection of X-Men. You know, some of these stories is bullshit. Some of these stories is not that fire. Animes have filler episodes. Like, we all understand full well. Like, motherfuckers are also doing weird shit of, like, making every Marvel project or whatever, like, it needs to be in-game. Not paying attention to, like, motherfucker, we sat here for a decade to wait for this fucking shit to hit. Like we sat there and let them introduce niggas intricately push this together. If y'all don't shut the fuck up a little bit and let these niggas kind of figure it out. See the bigger picture. Yeah. Understand and incorporate the context. People are not able to do this. Now I'll, I'll ask you, why do you think that is? Why do you think that I won't say now in history because it's not something new it's something that's always happened but we see a lot of it if you're paying attention why do you think right now there's so much of people not being able to see the bigger picture of things and they're simply responding to what they see Mm, I do think there is something to be said about like the interactions that we have with uh, you know our phones and shit like touching grass is important I feel like there is a uh, I feel like there is a thing to escape everybody's reality because I think you know in general a lot of people do have like not the happiest space like you know 
if I'm if I'm thinking from the scope of like millennials who are big, big, deep on the fucking internet, you know, the world that was promised to us is not fucking here. So mm-hmm. there's a level I feel like of irritation, aggression. If you look on the internet, everybody is one way or another, like out of nowhere, self diagnosing themselves to kind of figure out why the fuck I don't feel fucking happy. You got, um, you know, you see a lot of things. So even it puts everybody in these echo chambers of like whatever the fuck the conversation is. Like if you, um, even the relationship shit, like you have to maybe go outside. Like I even going out to see, uh, to raise thing. Like it was a couple people there and it was like, Hey, look at those black people, like fucking loving on each other and happy. And look at all these black men and black women existing in the same space. And nobody's going fucking, uh, Pay my fucking rent, nigga. Like you, you just kind of need to. You need to go outside and like see that. Like, yeah. see niggas talking to like I'm. You know, uh, see reality as opposed to continuously reading the script. All that shit. So I think I definitely think that that contributes to people like on the internet looking for shit to be like you know. And I think sometimes I personally think it's people like looking for things to justify their aggression so you don't necessarily go back and like you know come to us and figure it out like i'm mad about shit as opposed to me maybe going like yo i'm kind of fucking really pissed all the time i can go i hate these niggas i hate these bitches i hate fucking joe biden and a bunch of other shit and it's just like hey you're not really mad about that like that's stupid whatever that is but like you're not mad about that like because this motherfucker look at these goblins yo like y'all that was some shit but, you know, you fucked around and like, I don't know, man. You went to the fucking, um, whatever your favorite little, re- you went to the Habit. Or, uh, do y'all go to the Habit? Because I, I was about to say McDonald's, but niggas don't go to McDonald's. No. So you went to the Habit or whatever. And you really ready to pop it off because they accidentally gave you whatever. Instead, you could really just go up there and go, hey, this is the wrong drink. And then they'll exchange it. And then it's super cool. But you went up there and you're looking for it. And you're not even paying attention to the fact that you're looking for it. And that's how motherfuckers is really walking through life. Like, everybody, top to bottom. I don't give a fuck what you identify as. Like, we all fucking pissed off and mad out here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, a, a big fucking reason. I mean, that's, that's a, a great point as far as, like, say, phones being a part of it. But the algorithm, right? Like, the algorithm works how it works. It's going to get manipulated in a particular way. And... To a degree, if you're a content creator, you do have to understand how to play the game and manipulate the algorithm. But you also have the same control as a utilizer mm-hmm. of this space of controlling your algorithm. So, yeah, what you see on a regular basis is based on what you have been looking for. I see ass on my algorithm because that's what I've been looking for. <laughs> I see the gender wars narratives or Somebody's supposed to pay for this and pay for that on my algorithm because that's what I'm looking for. That's what I gravitate towards. That's that's what I hold in value to a degree. So because I hold that in so much high esteem, as far as my attention is concerned, it's going to be continually given to me. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to see something outside of that. And And yeah, sometimes it is good to unplug away from the algorithm and go and see the reality of what actually is to be like, oh, shit. Like, what I see is actually really just a small sample size of 2 to 5% of the reality of what's going on out here. I see it as 100% because I keep bringing this shit on to myself. Yeah, I think. Taking it, some accountability for what you experience. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I think, because I think, I know at this point now, sometimes I'm telling on myself, y'all see me post 
a bunch of fucking geeky shit. I'm cl- I'm trying to clean that bitch the fuck out. It's just been like I like I because you know like you said like I'm I'll be and I know sometimes if I'm having a moment where I'm looking for for shit for us to kind of you know deal with or talk about, I'll fuck around and look on my personal page and fuck my whole shit up. And as soon as y'all see me, whatever I've seen two. It's been too many back to back shit I don't care about. And it's like, oh, yeah, y'all finna get jokes. Y'all finna get uh, cartoons and really specific goofy memes. If you don't get it, I really don't fucking care. I need this shit clinked the fuck out. I laughed, and that's about all I give a fuck about at this moment. But realizing you have the power to do that is important. That's something that we don't do in our own personal lives in general. We don't realize how much control we have over navigating our environment. Like, I have the ability to change up all this shit if I want to. Fuck all that. If man. I don't like what I'm seeing, it's not everything else's fault for what I'm seeing. I have the ability to create a new thing that I see. Don't you dare tell me to take responsibility for my experience. How dare you Nobody tell wanted. me? It, it's weird, because, like, especially it pertains to our society and all of that. That was a swift cut. Just nice one slice through the middle, huh? But is he going to return? <laughs> He returned from that. He won. Y'all better <laughs> knock it off. There's about to be a swarm of little niggas coming to eat that ass. Pretty much. Literally. And not in the fun way. Not in the fun way. Why you take your helmet off? I never understand that. I mean, I, that's that's to be, be like step one. Like, oh, you want to die. We just, we're foreshadowing this character finna die. Because ain't no reason to take that motherfucker off. At all. At all. They coming for that ass. That's Figuratively cool. and literally. Yeah, these niggas are heinous, bro. Goblins aren't that bad. These niggas is the worst <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> I feel like sometimes, like, goblins are the shit that we have to navigate. Bars. And we, like, it's easy for us to blame the goblins, right? But it's not easy for you to pay attention to how you have brought them towards you or to you. Yeah. Um, Like, I, I did certain shit or I'm in certain environments that attract this thing. Whatever this thing is, I'm not saying it's particular people, but it could just be experiences. It could be thought processes. It could be emotions. Like, I'm putting myself in a position to experience more of these things because, you know, I don't want to take responsibility or accountability for how I can change all of this shit up. We love empowerment and validation, but we don't like accountability to realize we can do that for ourselves. Here's my favorite line. Y'all just like that bullshit y'all be posting. I mean, I know. Y'all like how it sounds. Yeah, and I know, like, you know, uh, it is spoken from a space of privilege because, like, you know, you work at this, you see this, you, uh, you know, somebody throws, you know, you get to have the DSM thrown in your face. Like, you know, I'd be having to really take in that, like, okay, man, like, I'm I'm in the space that, is like their job is to be able to cut through and look through some of this shit. But man, yo, it just be, did be so many amplified voices that just be saying like the goofy shit. Or or you know, taking shit. Like, okay, this is this is a prime example of some cool shit. Or like I had a conversation about this big fucking thing. Everybody saw the Jeezy thing. And the internet, you know, especially at least for in the black community, like internet just exploded about Jeezy and Nia Long. She and you know, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, you know, I saw the JBP, they was talking about it. They was, cause the, and that's how, that's initially how I got a conversation about it. Cause I saw it going crazy on the internet, but I hadn't really watched it, but I had had like a, Hey man, did you watch that? Like, cause the energy was little, I was like, God damn man, the nigga can't have a mental health conversation. Just went straight to 
Man, you know, singing like a nigga was saying it with Neil. But, you know, at the same time, I don't, I don't, man, I don't blame that nigga, bro. Cause like, you know, it's fucking Neil Long. Like, you could, like, you could, it's a, it's a good number of Neil Long. He said it in the interview. Like, he was like, you know, you America's sweetheart. I was like, you, you wouldn't really got that. You got, you got the verbs and the, and the, and the, and all the words together, Jeezy, because like you're black America, something like it's sweetheart, but it's man. Well, I mean, something, something that could be said about like the women that we grew up with as the beautiful women, the the leading ladies, and all that other stuff. The stuff, the ones that people fawned over. They aging a whole lot better than these girls today gonna age. Man, look, this got a lot of aftermarket parts on this shit, and that shit don't really. I'd have fought Debo. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm saying. It's like, I watched that movie and completely understood I'd have took my fucking chances because it's fucking Nia Long. And I don't even understand. Wouldn't have been no fucking second, third Friday fucking with me. Because where the fuck was Nia Long? That would have needed to be explained. Because, man, shit. Who was... Maybe it was Nia Long and number one. Who was two? I mean, two. Two was and- the... Uh, she was in Rancho Cook. She was cool. Yeah, that was a Latino chick. She was cool. And then after she that, she, nice. I, I liked her. She's pretty nice. Actually, she was very nice, but I'm still I'm trying to stay with Nia Long. She was fucking amazing. I mean, in comparison to Nia Long, nah. I just I just Nia. know I just know, yeah, if I'm Craig, it the 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 it, it stops and ends. That's my that's my final pretty Friday. Much. I mean, the third is Katie Albert, and she's beautiful, but she's you know. Yeah, I would have stopped. The, the buck would have stopped at Neil Long. So, anyways, I said I'd say is like you know, I understand. You know, Jeezy kept it together and kept it real mental health, and that's real nigga shit because a lot of us niggas would have folded. It would have been <laughs> take two. Nah, Although I did see a couple cuts in there. Context, hey man, we don't know what happened afterwards. I don't. I can hope. I want. I want positivity for Jeezy. He absolutely. I want. Yeah, the same come shit. Come on back, brother. The same shit y'all be saying. You know what I'm saying? Like when shit go bad. For the other side, like, yeah, Jeezy went through a very traumatic time. He's going through a divorce. He's hurt, and I think that he should. I'm not trying to support the Trump bond, though, but, I, you know, no, I, I think. I mean, they both going through some shit, but at <clears> least <throat> it's starting with a healthy conversation. Yeah, man, that would be, that would be, hey, low-key, that would be a fire little couple. Also, salute a ball king. We out here fucking, you know. You watch, watch the whole thing, man. Face straight all the way to the head, and you sit and have an amazing conversation. Okay, but that was what I was getting to. My thing with my thing with that, back to what we was talking about, how people focus on the shit. Everybody said they watched this shit start to finish for an alpha. And I'm and I'm I'm excluding, you know, funny pages and niggas who make jokes. Cause as you know, jokey joke nigga, I'm finna make it serious. Is that all everybody focused on was real niggas don't cheat. And I was like, this nigga got up here and talked about wounds from his mom. Like the issues that he's had, like being molested. feeling loved, being molested by a woman, uh, issues that he has with trust with his friends, people who betrayed him, like all these. I like want to say he also he didn't dive deep into it, but I think a, a aspect of what cre- contributed to the divorce is the cultural misunderstanding yeah. of how a relationship is supposed to go. And you know, even that, like he, you know, I, I for content purposes, it makes you have to speculate. But he even stood on business with like, there's we had issues. And he didn't even get all chirpy chirpy with that you know, shit, which is he had issues. I went to therapy. We mm-hmm. tried to make it work, but 
And then like you know I like that there was like There was even back and forth With him and her on that About like And this is not a Neil Long shot But it, it reminds me Of some of these conversations Even though theirs is a Free open conversation And nobody there Is like a mental health professional They're just two grown people Going through whatever But she was saying things And it do, it did begin to sound A little bit like those um, Generic conversations Like well You have to learn to do this And blah blah And he was like Now you just said You know like Kind of throwing somebody's Knee jerk ideology at them Like if it's wrong You would leave And she was like You know what nigga Hey Stand on business Like you know And it was like You know what nigga Cool There was little tidbits in there where I think taking it away of them because it's not a shot at Neil Long, but it did remind me of how a lot of the conversations go is where he was, and it was, it, I guess this week is the week for that fucking topic because it happened in that conversation and it was two things you sent me this week where it was basically Jeezy had said something and he made the statement that like, you know, pain and issues he had gone through and her response was, well, us two black women and it was like in this moment, my nigga, like, and it wasn't bad because they kind of they kind of worked through it in the conversation. But I saw that and I was like, "Holy fuck, bro!" Like you're proving the point. Yeah, I had my my knee jerk kind of like you know what's that you see in the anime where the niggas had the little bliss of black thing and like the lightning hitting the nigga <gasps> like that was me because I was like, "God damn, fucking like shit!" The motherfucker he barely got his point off and it was like us two. And here's the thing about us and it was like let this nigga have his fucking moment. About the pain that I have fucking experienced in my life that has shaped my experience. And if you want to understand me and y'all be in a safe space and we're trying to make a turn and you want to help me be a better whatever, then you have to understand this and be like, oh, then that makes sense. That makes sense. Right. But in order to do that, you would have to be understanding and in control of your emotions to where you don't allow your unhealthy coping skills to take over. Right? Yep. Because that's a little bit of projection, in my opinion. Why? Think about me. For years, since the whole gender situation has been going on, what's been part of the narrative? Men always want to talk about, well, what about us? Well, what about this? What about that? And it's like, no, that's never been the conversation. The conversation has been nobody's paid attention to this, and this is the perspective we want to share. But when the shoe's on the other foot, you're doing the exact same thing that you're complaining that men do. Well, women have to, and it's like, no, it's not. It's not about that right now. You're you're disregarding what I'm saying. You're projecting your own insecurity into the space by way of disregarding what I'm saying or trying to you're actually trying to discredit and <laughs> invalidate what I'm saying. Bars. Which is not helping the conversation at all. I'm not even discrediting you. I'm just sharing this is my perspective. This is how I see things. This is how we experience things. And you're saying, "Well, that's not true." Don't you think it could possibly be this? It could, but you're actually doing the same thing that I'm talking about because you're discrediting what I'm saying or trying to shape it into a narrative that's comfortable for you as opposed to accepting this is what I'm saying. What's a spicy take? Oh, I got a spicy take. But like in that moment, it's 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 the exact same thing. And I guess for um it was something you sent where like a dude he was expressing that like um oh it was the dude that I don't even really uh let me see. It was one of them niggas that say all the fucking, and it was kind of crazy to watch him say it because it was like he say all the, as a woman, all you need to do is breathe and fart, and he should be able to. It was one of them niggas, <laughs> but in the fucking thing, he's making the conversation like he said exactly what you said, and it was what he said actually was kind of was kind of good. He was like, in those moments, 
if I'm going to make some like little clinical connection, he was like, in those moments, like a woman cannot talk a man and a man will get like this and a man will get frustrated. So obviously socialized wise, you know, the whole fight or flight thing is a nervous system response. So if you are doing all this overt, me, I think I'm a pretty even killed nigga. That shit will, I, I can feel myself pop a gasket. And I don't mean like I'm finna fucking fuck the room up, but the overwhelming emotions and feelings, you're not running on all cylinders saying all the things you have to say. Because now you have maxed out on whatever your shit is. One is a socialization thing, but two. It hijacked. Your nervous yeah. system has been hijacked. Your nervous system has been hijacked. You have pushed this nigga into fight or flight. So in general, if niggas are socialized amongst themselves, in this moment, these feelings regulate the automated responses. You would either put a nigga through a wall right now. You would be getting in the car. That's how you've made the space feel with this conversation. Taking space or taking time or walking away from the conversation is not a bad thing. So in those moments... Having that feeling, but also the thought of knowing that what you like, not only arguing whatever the fuck you're trying to say about how you feel and what just happened, having to in that moment go what you just did. That is such a a ridiculous amount of mental gymnastics to then go what you've just done has discredited what I've said. You are trying to you are actively it feels sometimes to me like you are actively trying to cut me off at my point because you see where I'm headed. That is such an intentional act to disregard how I feel for someone who says they give a fuck about you. If a nigga is explaining his point, you see where I'm headed. You are no longer concerned about the conversation you are trying to win. And from a man's perspective, you are trying to win in like a cowardly way because you're not just going to flat out say, fuck me. You are trying to con- that's. Now, y'all talk about that gaslighting shit. Now, if you want some aggressive, if you want some really like a super fucking uh, multiversal way to try to make me change my fucking reality, that's what that's doing. Mm -hmm. Because I said this and now we doing a whole bunch of the loopholes I have to get to block you here, here and here. I'd have to have seven extra hands. Um, The spiciness part is kind of it kind of ties into this a little bit is while I understand what Nia said, because in that part, it was her saying that um, they were going back and forth about the cheating thing and talking about their experiences. And I like that she was honest in her opinion, in her statement of like, some days I'm good, some days I'm bad, some days I'm whatever, because that's how fucking humans work. And then when she got to the part about no woman should have to be this strong, I go back and forth with that statement. Like, I understand what people mean by it, but I don't know that I say it how you really want to say it. I don't know that I respect that because, and I'm saying this from like a just black person space. Our experience, and I know this is like got some trauma attached to it. Our experience has never allowed people like we're not, and we've never been in a space where you couldn't be strong. Now I understand that maybe we need to use better words because like strength is not to me like a bad thing. It's not something that now carrying the whole weight of the world on your shoulders. No. But the concept of like you shouldn't have to be strong and be soft has never been anything that's helped us. And it doesn't help you get better. It takes strength to be like, I am really fucking depressed and I have to whatever you do. You go to therapy. You have that talk that you have been putting off with your mom and shit because you might already know what the issue is. You know what all of that is a strength based thing. The idea that you can there has never been a thing in this life where anybody gets to be soft. And I don't like that. I don't like anything about that fucking. Uh thing i know it's being really nitpicky about some words but i feel like people really live that and don't understand how to maybe go i know how i mean this there are people who are really going like i want this soft whatever life and that has never ever been it ain't never been our ministry like even how we have this bullshit understanding of how relationships look 
your granny was not ever like just fucking, uh, you know, had her feet kicked up or whatever. When she was telling little white girls they was kind, they was smart, they was important. <laughs> Pop Pop was leaving the mill as a fucking PhD in engineering. But because they said niggas can't have this job, he had some goofy white boy tell him that, you know, he was doing a good job on the fucking line when he could have fucking re-engineered this entire building. And then they came home together to figure it out. And, like, even if we're going to push this shit all the way back to the motherland, like, our queens were not just fucking sitting up here. You know, that was some white man shit because them motherfuckers been insecure about their ladies from jump. That's not my fucking ministry. All right? Like, niggas was up here. Oh, shit. She's fucking... uh taking over countries, and we about here side by side, stab motherfuckers, throwing fucking spinning heel kicks, wearing gold. Do you remember the time without the fact that you let some, you know, weird light-skinned nigga come and cheat on you and just dance in my motherfucking living room? But other than that, <laughs> it just is a weird dynamic that niggas have, like, taken up. And I know it sounds cute, but that shit is potentially very dangerous because it's like you don't have the option. Even when she was saying, and not like you don't have the option, like you need to be out here getting whooped in the back, but, like, Strength is a thing. We are both in the, uh, ooh, gym reference. We're both in the gym together. We are here to get stronger. Now, if you're feeling weak, I'll spot you. Or we're going to put some weight on there that you can fucking maintain. But there is nothing in here that says, and I don't just, I guess, like, yeah, for me, for how I, like, view my life, having, thinking long-term, because niggas never think about, obviously, niggas only think about pussy, whatever the fuck. Like, for a partner, that, to me, is terrifying. Because I know this shit is going to get hard at some point. Everybody tomorrow, we all start making $300,000 a piece. Well, now all of a sudden, I don't know, man, taxes are different. Whatever rich nigga problems start hitting. I need you to be strong in this bitch, especially if you bring, like, other human beings in here. So that shit is fucking baffling to me. It doesn't make that much sense. I think part of the frustration or what contributes to the confusion in the space is, like, we don't we don't start off with having clear cut understandings of what these words mean to us, let alone ask another person what their definition is. Right. So yeah, strength can look one way. Strength can look another way. But to me, this is what strength looks like. This is what strength in a woman looks like. This is what strength in a man looks like. What are your definitions of strength in a woman and strength in a man? Cause like you're saying, yeah, you're saying I, as a woman, I shouldn't have to be this strong. And these are the reasons why it's like, well, why should he have to be this variation of strong? You shouldn't have to be strong and soft. He shouldn't have to be strong and not allowed to be soft. So we have a different understanding of what strength is supposed to look like. And we're not even being willing to listen to each other's definition. Or you're not willing to listen to my definition, which triggers me to the point to where I can't hear your definition. And it goes back to like the, I think I used the whole flipping the lid. Uh, thing before mm-hmm. I don't know if I use it on here if we use it in private conversation but once my lid is flipped this is the amygdala and all that other stuff this parts of your brain this is how it looks in here this is an analogy that we use within mental health to kind of explain like when somebody gets emotionally triggered the lid flips once this happens in your brain I can't I, I cannot process information anyway yeah. Two people get triggered and we're both here. It's like fucking Pong. We're just bouncing each, bouncing shit off of each other. We're not really grasping any of it. We're not comprehending any, any of it. We actually have to sit and regulate our emotions to have some sort of resolve and we can't. But I'm now triggered because you're disregarding me 
or discrediting me or disrespecting me or whatever the case is. And now the willingness that I had to be able to understand your definition, the ability is gone. And if that's the dynamic of our relationship of where we're both running around like this with our lids flipped, nothing's going to happen. So starting at the base foundation sometimes, and I do this even in therapy of like, what's your definition of that? Mm -hmm. And then how does that definition contribute to what you're working towards or conflict with what you're working towards. And see, that's my favorite part. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm rocking with you, whatever you rocking with. Let's play that out. Cause my favorite example is, you know, and that's the crazy thing is I could be like, y'all be saying this as adults and my, I'm not gonna lie. My, my biggest population thus far has been adolescents. And right now I got a lot of young kids, but like in general, adolescents and my favorite shit is, you know, all that, a lot of the adolescents I work with, are like, you know, system kids or they're like from that environment. So, you know, they say all the run of the mill shit. Like, you know, I'm a, I don't know, man, I'm a real one. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. A nigga would do that. You know, all the shit that, oh, that's another one. I'm going to come back to that. That's it. Brought me to a topic. Um, Talking all the shit they say in their favorite songs that I would do this. And it's like, okay, now let's play that out. What? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking from you. We going to do A, B, and C just like that. Now what happens after that? Well, you get there. And then, and then there, and then there. Have you ever thought about this? No. What about that? Like, you're just saying shit without ever really playing in, like, what that sounds like. And not going, hey, yo, that, that shit is fucking insane. And y'all be adults t- saying that shit. And what it sounds like to me is like, you know, not to, I'm going to trivialize y'all a little bit. But it'd be like, it's like an adult saying, all I want to do all day is eat hamburgers and, and ice cream cake. And then it's like, you know what that would do to your body? And it's like, no, I can eat hamburgers and ice cream cake all day. And it's like, okay, well, like, play that out. Like, that's what you sound like, saying that you should never have to do this. Or now we can adjust how this, like, adjust your diet, absolutely. Right. But you're saying you're going to just do, all right, cool, go to, see it. Like, let's, how, do, how, you, how would that work? Or even throwing in the, the, the self piece, not even just active problem solving or structured problem solving to where you arrive at a certain point and realize how what you're saying doesn't make sense and it's not beneficial for you. But also looking, because part of your response is emotional, right? I don't like this so much so that I would rather just eat cake and hamburgers or ice cream and hamburgers or whatever the fuck all day. You're, this is an emotional response because you're, you have so much dislike for this thing over here. You're triggered. Do you understand why this response is a trigger? And do you understand where that trigger comes from? Like I've had this conversation with some clients in session recently as well of like, you're responding in this way and you're responding in this way to this thing, going back to the iceberg analogy, mm-hmm. but when we really talk about it and explore it at its death, you're really triggered by this childhood experience that you went through. This is just the, the matter of fact response right now in the moment, but you're really emotionally triggered by some shit that's unresolved in your past. And because you keep ignoring this, it shows up in different ways in your present. And so if you take some accountability to actually regulate your emotions or figure out how to regulate your emotions and understand what the emotions are and why you're having them, then it'll keep you from responding to this trivial shit up here, the way that you're responding to it. Why do you have this ideal or this belief? Why do you respond to this way? It's the meaty. Hey, bro, I had him doubled up. I think I'm gonna do that. I might do that like next week. I don't know. I just like I gotta go. I gotta buy the second pair of earrings. But for some reason in my head, that like it's something I want to do. You should not up top though. That shit crazy. But that's anime. But anyways, yeah. Um, that made me think. Uh, the whole like 
hip hop, this, that, and the third thing. Did you see that D one thing with like Rick Ross and Meek Mill and all that shit? I think I saw bits and pieces of it. I haven't watched it. So I didn't really watch either, but I got the gist because everybody kept everybody kept talking about it, and I didn't think it was that big of a fucking issue. Um, D one is like uh, I want to say he's like super Christiany, but like you know his his platform is very like positive. You know, push the community, grow this. You know, black excellence, so on and so forth. He does like a lot of work in the community. He also does hip hop. I think he does podcasts. You know, all, all, all the all the stuff, all the stuff. And uh, he gets on like I think Sway or one of these big platforms and says, you know, love these brothers, but how can you talk about prison reform and then make songs and talking about killing niggas and this that and the third? And he just specifically named Rick Ross, uh, Meek Mill, and Jim Jones. And like hip hop is like blown up about this. Like you know, like he shouldn't have. Like it was called clout chasey a couple times, and I know like I know Jim Jones responded that he was not pleased, like act like he was gonna like put hands on dog. Um, further proves the point. Meek Mill responded, and Meek Mill's response I thought was a little more interesting. Like, uh, this is the stuff that put me here. Like, this is how I was rapping, and I was like, that I think speaks to a lot, a lot of more niggas' experience, like a fear to like change, because obviously everybody won't accept you. And then there was also like Rick Ross and Rick Ross's was like a little stuntish sort of framed as like, you know, I do a lot of for the community, but also like kind of get on my level before you whatever. And I just didn't think it was like that terrible. Like, I think like, you know, maybe, you know, I can see niggas having their gripes because they got called out personally. Mm-hmm. But when people kept saying like it was kind of a bad move. I was like, I don't know that that's true because like we all everybody says that there's so many people that say that. But. I'm speaking from personal experience, like engaged with the individuals who they are talking about need the help. Fuck all. You can put as many turkeys in the hood as you want to. What they listen to, they believe you niggas still. They like at, at a certain point, y'all don't shift the dynamic. When you're first coming out, obviously you speak about your experience, but y'all don't have enough of the conversations about. I did this and then I went to jail and also jail sucked. It's like I did this because I stood on 10 toes in the hood. Then I went to jail and I stood on that. And niggas is like, oh, these are still badges of honor. They listen to y'all. I'm fucking telling you. And they come to me saying that shit. And I got to try to rush as much time as I can to be like, hey, maybe not. Like there's no No separation in the people that are buying your music and reality and fiction. And you don't have enough behaviors to support that this is fiction because you keep trying to posture it as reality because you make money off of that. But in private conversations about real reality, then you want to backpedal and say, well, I do this. You don't do enough behaviorally. Your behaviors don't demonstrate the thing that you're telling me right now. The majority of your behaviors demonstrate to the perspective that I'm sharing with you and you don't have to get defensive about it. We can say like, hey, both of these are true. Now, how do we grow one as opposed to highlight the other? We don't have that conversation. So we're just going to do the dosey do about it. I think that may be my frustration about this situation is we're just going to do the dosey do Because then I like say on my algorithm, it popped up like, oh, 20 years ago, the conversation with Dame Dash and Cameron with Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And that was the same situation. A black guy that was a teacher in Philadelphia came on there expressing how rap music influences his students to do this, that, and the other. And not that I'm taking Bill O'Reilly's side, but Bill is trying to like dance around some bullshit to make it seem like Cameron and Dame Dash are perpetuating this narrative. And although Cam made a point of like, yo, you got to bring the parents in, you got to be able to like affect change at your environment 
directly as opposed to bringing all the issues to us. But we should be able to see the importance of both. He's not wrong as an artist for saying, hey, the person in the house should have a bigger influence than somebody that doesn't. But he's also not wrong for saying like, hey, these kids are grabbing onto your every word in a negative way and it's affecting how I do my job. Yeah, see, I think I think specifically calling out those that he called out because those are no longer individuals that, as far as everybody's concerned, is like hungry to get it. I, w- I you can't you can't tell. Yeah, their influence ain't what it used to be. Yeah, you can't tell. Like even in that thing, like a Cameron, Cameron's at the peak of his career. Like I'm trying to really gather everything I can out of this music, and this is a very fickle business. So I think definitely taking on those the specific ones he talked about are ones that have made that turn into okay now we're in the mogul space we're in the we're working with you know uh prison reform like y'all are y'all have turned the corner of no longer being street niggas trying to like make the music y'all have made it y'all are on the other side of this so yeah y'all can a lot of niggas are like not choosing to make their we've watched it 444 is is amazing like we've watched Nas come through and make a whole different whatever. I still to this day, I don't care what you weird niggas say, I play Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Like you can make the music that says the stuff. And it's it don't all have to be fucking like mad introspective. We just had Camp Flogna. And I ain't never heard fucking Tyler ain't told me to chew a cockroach, stab a bitch, or shoot no shit in five fucking ever. So it just, you know, it is it, a there's validity to his point. And I understand, you know. Whatever, but I'm cool with you know shaking up the shit because I just was like, eh, you niggas, uh, hmm. so so what do you do when both sides are devoid of taking accountability and seeing the perspective of the opposite side? Mm, Not outside of therapy, of course. I mean, for me in this specific. Trying to put particular and Pacific, yeah, Pacific, particular. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In this scenario, like if I'm thinking as a consumer, if I'm, I know that I've used like even listening to the bad shit, quote unquote, like working with clients as a way to kind of go, you know, shit is good, but let's we can listen to this and let's explore. Even though this still sounds like therapy, let's run this down. Yeah, you know, whatever the song says. Song says niggas robbed a nigga. Song says, you know, nigga lined a, lined a nigga up. All right, now now what comes after that? A nigga got to really do it. Like, you would have no idea how many of these niggas don't fully understand what that experience is like. I ain't never been in, but I've heard enough of these motherfuckers talk. Like, from the ones who've really, really been in there, and it's like, yeah, you know, you just got to go sit down and do your time. Okay, let's talk about that. What does that look like? I mean, you going, like, some motherfuckers really think you go in there and just have a good time with your friends. And not understanding, like, the mindset that you would have, what you have to sacrifice. Like, nigga, you like cartoons. Like, you still sat up here. Like, you talked about this other shit, but you came in here also and talked about some anime. You're not recognizing what you're going to have to sacrifice from yourself to become the person that survives in there. It's a completely different fucking... Y'all be sitting there thinking, you know, Wallow taking you niggas to church. That nigga dead serious. This shit sucks in here. So, I don't know. I think that, from my perspective, I'm, I'm thinking as a parent, if I'm also assuming that the individuals we're talking about come from homes where they have the luxury of having their parents and shit like that, then it is incumbent upon a parent to like, you know, kind of mitigate that. Cause I listened to a lot of shit growing up, but I also had the luxury of being like, you know, this is bullshit, right? This shit is great. This is a great song, but also 
what comes with this, this, and this, and this mindset, or we would have jokes and conversations, and also they would be like, you know, you can get in here and listen to, you know, fucking Anita Baker or whatever. So whatever, I don't know, I guess that depends on what space you're in to mitigate those two. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of it from those two, those two perspectives. I, th- I think part of it would be intentionally embrace the other side until you understand it enough to refute it. That makes sense. Like I think about it like uh, debate classes, right? Mm. Yeah, you can create your bullet points for your argument, but you ain't really going to be a great debater until you understand in depth the person that you're going against and what their points are and how those points could shit on your own. Like If I don't see, like chess, if I don't see how you can beat me, I can never really be great. So I have to understand your perspective because there are artists that they contradict themselves, but I'll get on there and talk about the street thuggy shit, but I'll also talk about how that caused me trauma, how that caused me pain, how I had to go through this, how I had to go through that. And if I'm not willing to say, listen to that album, see both sides and then have that unbiased conversation with my child to help them understand the full context of it. I can't really get mad at you for what you create. It's a bar. I had a, I don't have much to talk about. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go into the questions because when I ask and y'all respond, we appreciate it. And I'll be having some cool shit sometimes. Right. Um, so that's a disclaimer for y'all to continue sending us more questions. That way we can have segments like this one that we're about to have where we answer the questions that you send to us. It expands our content. It expands the conversation. And it gives you an opportunity to interact with us. So thank you. Bars. And appreciate it. Cause yeah, I don't. I, I had another topic, but I don't have much for that topic. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, nobody gathers materials. Yeah, like nobody, nobody knows anything. Like it was, I know, like Kiki Palmer shit just hit, but like nobody knows anything. So I feel like it's irresponsible to talk about that. It's a lot of shit going. On. <laughs> yeah, you know, thoughts and you know, thoughts and prayers. I feel like that's the best anybody could say. I've seen a lot of people like talk, talk about it, and I find that to be a little irresponsible because nobody knows shit. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, first, let's see what's a. Fucking hit them with the fucking heavies. What are the traits of an adult male who exemplifies responsibility and accountability? Responsibility and accountability. <laughs> well, uh, 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 looking at both sides, like it seems like the person asking the question is looking for a specific blueprint or template, which is what we end up trying to look for these days right we look for the the specific steps to this or the 18 ways that you can notice that (laughs) which although we work in the space of mental health where yeah we can boil a lot of people down into characteristics and things of that nature yeah but a lot of people are still individuals so i'll answer the question to a degree with a question it's like well what characteristics are important to you because if you know which characteristics are important to you, look for those characteristics in other people. We can say that he's he's reliable. Okay. Reliable looks a number of different ways. There's a bunch of guys out there that are reliable, but they're not having value with the person that they're dating or whatever the case is because he's not reliable in the ways that you would like him to be. That makes sense. So it's like, what do you value? How do you value it? How do you recognize it and see it in other people? Not seeing it the way that you want to see it, but how do you see it in a number of different ways in the other person? And then how can you nurture that thing that you see within it? And so 
before you even get into what you recognize in someone else, understand why you're asking that question, what you typically look for, what you gravitate towards, why, and then if it's important for me to recognize those things in another person. And then we can get into this part of the question and start to answer more things. So if you like the person that went and sent us that question, bring your ass on down here and we can have that conversation. Because I feel like you're looking for a specific expectation and an answer and it's going to be deeper than what you're looking for. I can ride with the looking for a specific answer because like, I feel like responsibility and accountability is kind of, you know, it's all the traditional shit. Like, you know, somebody, you know, somebody who's staying on business. And that's somebody, like, after encountering this person, you would see, like, you know, I don't know, they're responsible enough to go to work. They're responsible enough to take care of their household. When shit happens, they fucking take ownership of what they did or whatever, like. Right, but you also just described, to a degree, a functional addict. A functional addict can be reliable enough to go to work and say, you know, yeah, I know I'm messing Mm -hmm. up, and I'm going to change, and I'm working on it, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 but they're not reliable in the context of how to keep themselves safe. Or work towards actually doing the thing that's that's hurting them in this relationship. Like their responsibility can look a number of different ways. So it's it's a little bit deeper than someone may expect. How do you know if a man loves you and likes you as a romantic partner? There's a lot of ways that that can be answered. Okay. I, I, part of me wants to say why are you why are you asking that question? What are you looking for? Like if you're in that person's space and they're in your space and you two are welcoming each other into this space, there's clearly something that you like about each other and are investing in with each other. But for some reason, you're worried about the like and care and partnership and all of that. And it's like, are you even at that point in the relationship yet? Are you rushing to a point that you shouldn't even be trying to work towards. I want to see if you're good enough partners. Like you don't even know this person's middle name yet. You don't even know their likes and dislikes. You haven't even mastered how to speak to them in a language that they can understand and allow them to understand your language. So like, are you looking for something that you're not at the place yet? Are you pushing this narrative into the space? It's a lot of different ways that this question can be answered, but how do you know they're willingly in your space on a regular basis and you feel comfortable allowing them to be in your space and you recognize that they feel comfortable allowing you to be in theirs. There's clearly something in you or in each other that you're investing in. So embrace that. And for those things that you don't understand, ask, talk to the person and figure it out. Yeah, I think I kind of agree with all that because I think like assuming you know without it's a little like, you know, it's a little mess around and fuck yourself up doing that. I think um, I always kind of attribute love with a bit of, and I'm very leery with how I say this, of like <laughs> self-sacrifice in a sense, because y'all love running with that shit like a motherfucker should just be beating their head in the wall for your, you know, crucify themselves for you. But I would say like, I don't know, man, like um, love might be the engine of the car, but like like and shit is like what makes me enjoy the ride in this bitch. Like, liking is what I do, like, day to day. Love is like, oh, shit, you, I don't know, need a fucking kidney. So, like, you know, I don't know what experiences somebody might have to kind of determine, like, love is kind of a serious thing. I would take, I I kind of view love as, like, you know, you're serious. You're also, like, you're choosing to lock in with this motherfucker. But like, like, man, shit, I'd be wanting, like, y'all should go listen to some Patrice. I like going and, uh, you know, 
eating ice cream. I like playing video games. Like, like is just kind of some like, I like coming here. I like hanging out with my friend. Like, so that is kind of on you to understand that person. Like, if you're as speak, if I'm trying to just make men a monolith, if you're hanging out with him, because I really could like fucking hang out anywhere. Yeah, he kind of likes you. Like, I shouldn't, I don't want, like, I, I don't really hang out with motherfuckers I don't like. Unless you're like, see, that's where like the love shit gets a little confusing. Because now if that nigga loves you, like he's like obligated to be around you because he doesn't fucking want you hurt. And now he's like self-sacrificing his fucking mental health. He doesn't fucking like you. So, I don't know, man. Be likable. Although, like, <laughs> well, I'll say at least part of what I can hear what you're sh- sharing is like and love are two different things, but they're both important. For fucking sure. Because I'm, I know I've said this before. You know, take take it how you will. Uh, another patricism. Like, being likable, damn near, depending on, is almost more important to being love, lovable. Because like, like love is what, when the, when the gyms are like love is really like for the heavy shit. Like is what makes me fucking be next to you day to day. Oh man, we went to the movies. I like talking to her about this movie. I like hearing her discuss this, that, and the third. I like how I, I like, like is, like is my day-to-day activity. Like is... Like is at least how I'm thinking of it in this moment. And I could change it to a degree or expand on it. But like is the shit that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Love is you trying to understand the shit that doesn't feel good because you understand the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think now my thing with this is sometimes I feel like y'all put too much stress on love. Like I feel like motherfuckers hit love and if i'm using the car analogy like great this motherfucker got a goddamn thing got a hemi you got love and top shelf love man this is this motherfucker got fucking 1400 horsepower but you then neglect to change your tires you don't change the oil in this bitch the interior's fucked up the paint's fucking rusting and all of those things are light because that's the day-to-day shit mm-hmm. and you motherfuckers just go well you know it's got a good engine it still drives it still turns over Car dead than a bitch because you refuse to take it. I love the vessel. I love the vehicle, but I don't like the process of nurturing it for what it is. I hate driving this motherfucker. Bad suspension. (laughs) Which causes you to neglect it, neglect its needs, not take care of it properly because you're just focused on the love part. You're focused on the end goal and you're not paying attention to what it takes to even arrive at that finish line. I, I agree that sometimes at least... In gender's sake, a lot of women focus on the end goal, the love shit. And it's like, you ain't pay attention to how to like the experience or even like the stuff that doesn't feel good. Like the stuff that we disagree on that isn't as fun. Do I like the conversations that we have around it? Yeah, you see this this way and I see this that way. But I like the fact that we can sit here and have this conversation and it doesn't turn into drama or it doesn't turn into hate or it doesn't turn. I like the fact that this exists and that helps me love you more, but I'm not paying attention to that. I'm paying on a, attention to does love fit this particular narrative that I expect it to fit? And if something doesn't, then I have an issue with it. Also, I think for both, we don't realize that they're both on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You can love something and not like a ton of other things about it. 
Just like you can like something a lot and still not love it or love it in one particular way. But I don't, you know, the I love you, but I'm not in love with you type shit. Like mm-hmm. those things are possible. You can still love and hold space for someone, but not love them to the aspect of partnership. Do I understand what that spectrum looks like for me? Do I understand what that spectrum looks like to this person? Am I willing to accept love from somebody even though they're not saying they're in love with me? Or am I just willing to crash the plane because the love that you're willing to share with me, which could lead to cultivating the love that I want, but because it doesn't look that way right now, I'm willing to dispel it all. That's more of a me issue than it is uh, this person or the dynamic issue. Oh, this is this is heavy. All right. Uh, I think, well, two more, and then I'm saving the funny shit for the end. Wrap <laughs> this motherfucker. Uh, how do you determine which personal information should be shared with others Versus to self. It depends on the others, in my opinion. I Partly, I wanted to initially say, well, all the information needs to be shared. But it, de- excuse me, it depends on the relationship. Like if it's, say, say this is the same person that asked the last question. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for partnership, if my end goal is to see if this would work as partnership as far as us being together for a long period of time in each other's lives and making that choice to be so I need to know that I can trust you with certain information. So I have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to share it in the first place. Mm-hmm. If this is just a casual interaction, or just like you, my coworker and we cool and we interact in these kind of spaces. Yeah. I probably don't need to share certain information with that person. So I think it depends on, the dynamic of what this is supposed to be, the environment that it functions in, and what I actually intend on having in this space or cultivating in this space. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of like you know, it's a comfortability thing, and understanding. Yeah, like you said, the dynamics of said relationship. Like, if we cool, we just met. I'm gonna devote some shit to see if we got like some, you know, some connectivity. Throw some feelers out there, you know, as, as much as you try not to maybe be like uh, doing the really annoying small talk like, what's your favorite color or you know whatever I, that whatever, I dispute whatever. that because i think that that's really important yeah whatever that looks like for you i know some of y'all like you know some people like hate that but like whatever the conversation I is small dog likes me my favorite color but i want you to surprise me with gifts and if i know your favorite color i can surprise you with some shit that's your favorite color because i had that small talk conversation with you it's all important but well, see that's my that's my thing with the small talk shit i'm not kind of taking a sidebar tirade but i'll come back to this is that like Small talk is cool, but I don't think people like I, that's that's where I feel like people kind of start to blend, blur the lines between quantity time and quality time because mm-hmm. y'all done had a bunch of small talk like used as a vessel to get to the meaty part cool and the meaty part naturally because then there's some of y'all that like to say the shit because once again this is one of y'all favorite quotables I like the deep talk I like the you don't I like, like the that whatever shit as much and, as you say you do because you can't handle it. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers have never left the shallow end like you know what I'm saying like this idea that you think you can swim well. And that's more so off the backs that you know a lot of motherfuckers who can't swim at all. So you assume you have like an overinflated idea of yourself or what your capabilities are. And I find that to be weird and dumb. But um, yeah, determining, I feel like, is a level of comfortability. And you may be having a, as you grow with whoever this individual is and whatever space your relationship is, understanding where you want to go with them. If you project that we're supposed to go the distance or I see potential, then that is incumbent upon you probably you know, I know maybe women are going to jump out the, to maybe kickstart some of this. I think this person has a lot of good traits and I'm seeing some cool shit. All right, man, maybe next time we hang out, you know, I don't fucking know what's that shit y'all don't like to talk about. What is your political stance on this? Or like, 
you know, maybe the devil had a point. Like, sh- shake it up, you know, <laughs> like fucking, let's, you know, start this. Don't come out the thing of like, you know, by the way, you know, maybe you have some fucking understanding. You've been around people before a little bit. Timing is important. But I think that's important. Like when you're saying understanding is important, you don't get to uh, you don't get to understand whether or not somebody understands you if you're not sharing information with them. Yeah. That creates understanding in order for me to be able to be understood and to understand properly. There has to be moments where we are willing to share close information now do you need to come out the gate on the first night and be like yeah i was sexually abused at the age maybe not on the first date but you can probably ask them like you said well what is your stance on you know the social justice issue of this or this is going on right now what are your thoughts on you know palestine and and israel right now like what do you think about that and not judge them for what they're sharing but it gives you information on how they may see things and create additional conversation in some other areas bars all right uh almost wrapping this up kids um when is it necessary now yeah Yeah, right (laughs) immediately immediately do that that's the end that's the question um when is it necessary to draw from ego instead of spirit those are two totally different things right so so ego is a concept of how the brain functions. I'm not going to be overly convoluted and start having a conversation about the definition of ego. I'm going to take it as like what I believe. Like no, I know. We've had that ego, yeah. id, and super ego. We normally use ego in a particular way. And we don't really understand that it's... That's what she meant. I'm not going to be a dickhead. Right. No, we know <laughs> what ego meant. But like, one is a spiritual aspect and one is a function aspect. They're not the same thing, but they can also coexist at the same time. They actually could be working together simultaneously. So do you have a bias for why you may want to lean towards one or the other? Do you struggle with one more than the other? So you, you trust this more. Do you not trust either of them? Are you, this person is more spiritual and this person is more intellectual. And I don't know how to con- have a conversation with them on the intellectual part. Cause I speak spiritual and we got to figure like, what, what are the dynamics but, of that? And also, I guess that this would also deal with like, <laughs> like how somebody had like what their understanding of either one of these concepts is. Cause I guess there would be an argument to be said that if you are truly in a spiritual space, you would have kind of like gotten rid or like, like you wouldn't act from the ego so much, mm-hmm. even though some of y'all like are like spiritual egoists. Like you just read some shit and I, every time you fucking post, it's a lot of, you know, you act like you got damn uh, Gandhi and that's literally ego. Like you think you are like you're yeah, anyways. But if you're if you're working from like these selfless, because when you get into the spiritual shit, it gets real. It's real selfless. It gets real. I don't give a fuck what your spirituality is, because even if you, you know, you rocking with Jesus, like if you are if you are of him, you know, down here with the goddamn uh Gentile and the and the and the and the low, the downtrodden, the hookers and the and the pushers. Like if you're going from that space, you're an egoless individual. So you would be working from probably the least egoy space that you could fucking operate from. Mm-hmm. So if you're making a choice, then I feel like you would draw from ego, like like you would be choosing that. Like I'm choosing to, you know. I don't know. I was like, why do you have to choose? That's how I would look at it. They're both important. 
Your ego is important in different ways. And whatever your connection to it is or your belief of it is, your spirit or spirituality is important. They both shape who you are as an individual. So do I understand this other person's ego and spirit or am I projecting an interpretation of their ego or spirit or whatever the case is? But do I understand my shit? Do I understand how to use them simultaneously? Do I understand this person's stuff and how they use them both simultaneously and how they use them separately? Or am I willing to have that conversation with them to gain the understanding unbiasedly? Because you can like, somebody could have a great conversation with you about something and they're functioning more so from ego in a positive way and you're coming from spirituality, but you may actually be fucking up the space more. Yeah, because I guess if you're like in a, like you said before, if you're in a certain space, you would have a way to merge them healthily. Like you would be like understanding your spirituality. But like part of that is like, you know, what's all that shit, whatever phrase y'all be saying, like, you know, I'm in my power and blah, blah, blah. That might be like some healthy ego. Like I know I'm I'm good at this. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm coming. I know that I'm coming from a good space because so on and so forth. Therefore you're kind of operating both the motherfuckers at the same time in tandem because it is you being healthy in your belief in yourself, which mm-hmm by this definition is coming from your ego, but it's using like a spiritual approach to being like, I want this togetherness. I'm going to take the first step to interact with this situation, whatever it may be. Right. So I guess yeah. I, yeah, it depends on your understanding of it. But yeah. Or at least say for my, the analogy that comes to mind right now is like your ego is like a scale. Your ego is going to balance things out or at least let you know where there is an imbalance Mm -hmm. between your id and your super ego. My ego is going to help me navigate and balance some other shit. Whereas your spirit is also like the red part of a compass. Your spirit, if you're in line with it properly, is going to help you navigate the direction that you are trying to go. They're both necessary to help you understand, but they're also used differently. Let's do. All right, last one. This is the, this is the this is the best one. This is the most introspective one. <laughs> this is the one that's going to blow minds and allow us to just reach inner enlightenment. Okay. Who's the most problematic person you'd sleep with? <laughs> yeah. The most problematic person you'd sleep with. Yeah. I, for those that know me, <laughs> they know I, I function within the gray area 24-7. So I have some ideas of people, but I also would say, well, in a logical space, what's the context of the understanding? Because I may not even pull the trigger on that, even if I had the ability to. Because it's like, sure, I can say whatever, Krishan, pre-baby. Oof. You know, when she when you she won. first popped up on the scene. Oh yeah, you won. That thing is pretty nice. But would I actually no. Not at all. Say years down the line after some therapy and all that other stuff, sure, it might be a possibility depending. But if we're just going strictly off looks like, yeah, early Krishan before the well, even the chip tooth didn't bother me, but before the chip tooth, very attractive woman. So physically, yeah, she looks fantastic. I can say the same thing with with fucking Meg. Meg looks fantastic. Would I actually no? Or what's that other uh, what's that other complaining ass girl's name with all the tattoos and shit that be singing on the songs? And 
Well, actually, it's two of them because I want to say Kehlani's one of them as well. She's attractive. Oh, she was. I guess she had a problematic phase. She did. She's gotten. She's gotten better over the years. Even though, like, her better leaned her to the other side of the fence to a degree. But she's gotten better. But yeah, she's attractive. Would I, at a certain period in time? Hell no. Like, so I'm assuming. I'm assuming with this is like, because if I if I if I take away their problematicness, then there's a bunch of attractive motherfuckers that I think are sexy. But I'm guessing if you had to choose. To knock them down with their, with their fucking toxicness or whatever, then obviously it's nobody. I'm choosing abstinence. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try not to be a dick and be like, you know, like nobody. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I would have to. I couldn't do Krishan at all, especially if I'm keeping the fucking no. If I'm if I'm intact. keeping if I'm Fuck. keeping all the problems, absolutely not. Holy Wouldn't shit. even no. But if it's like oh yeah, just attractiveness wise, yeah, she has. Oh yeah, it's a, a fucking bunch of y'all. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be fun and keep the fucking bullshit with them. If, if you keep the bullshit with them, that list is gonna change a little bit. Okay. Who's who? That change is actually going to change a lot of it. Who, who is problematic that if we kept their problems in play, we would still take a stab at that? Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, at least I'm assuming in this scenario, hitting is a possibility still. Mm. Um, fuck, this there's is so many people that you don't really know them well. Yeah, I'm going there's a lot of, of motherfuckers on social media. I can look at oh, Fit Girls um, pages all day long. All right, she's a celebrity. She's a big enough celebrity. Uh, Doja Cat, she was in the white chat room showing feet. <laughs> yeah, she's showing a little bit more than that. But those, yeah. those are for show. Sure, but I feel like yeah. this might be my speculation. I don't pay enough attention to her. But as of recent, and I'll say towards the, the, the tail end of this year, she'd been decompensating a little bit. So I think her problematic stuff is either growing a little bit more, which would take her out of the running for me. If this is early, bitch, I'm a cow, Doja Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, I could rock with that and keep the problematic in there, or even like you know before the Elvis soundtrack. Uh, yeah, ain't nothing but around that time. Yeah, maybe even that Doja Cat. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been different phases of her. Even though, you know, let's say you saw the episode with her on Dave when she was dating Dave for a little while. I had seen the clips, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, she loved her a white man. That's going to discredit her for me. That's problematic, though. I think that might be problematic. Yeah, so I think that might be. uh, Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, It's a lot of people like I don't know you well enough to know you're problematic, but I, I know there's some problematic in there and I. In theory, just to answer this question, I would for sure take a stab at it just because I know it's some ugly in there. But I had to deal with the ugly for a week just to, you know. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I, I think I could probably stick with Doja Cat. The rest that I'm thinking of are just outrageous, and I can't think of, like, any of the moderate, like. I like what is, I really can't think of. Fuck, this, kind of, this one kind of got What me. is that girl name? What does she do? She's a singer. The the singer that, you know, every time she come out with a song, she's the victim to a degree. We've talked about Oh, her. Summer Walker? Summer. Pre-surgery. Pre-surgery? Like, if you take all that shit that she did. Because Summer wasn't bad. Like, I know, like, no. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff. So, like, I you know. know. Summer's nice. 
I think Coyla Ray's attractive. I'm sure she has. Some, I think she's gotten a lot better over time, attitude wise or whatever the case is. Her music is not the greatest to me, but she's very attractive. I'm sure there's some some problematic stuff floating. Yeah, you know, you, and, you know, you maybe you and Benzino would have to fight about it. That's problematic. All I gotta do is run in a circle. Benzino can't turn. <laughs> he can't turn his neck to see me if I. I'd say I put him in a rear naked chokehold, but I gotta find the neck first. Oh, yeah, yeah, you be rear. That's a rear shoulder choke. Yeah, no, rear uh, trap uh, choke. Putting, yeah, tr- triangle of some sort, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not tripping off that, but I'm sure. I, I think also part of the issue is like a lot of the people that we could utilize, they're significantly younger than us. Yeah, that's that's true. These are all like mid twenties individuals and although i'm not completely against messing with a mid-20s individual it's also like you're not gonna be my first choice i'd rather go older than go younger to a degree yeah i don't know if i could rock with that i'm in my mind is doja cat doja cat 30 something right i don't know if she's in her 30s shit i'm not i have no idea i know she's i don't think she's early 20s i think she may be late 20s Okay, she's problem. She's a problematic person that I know. Yeah. I don't know no who's I don't, a, I don't know no older problematic people. Uh, older problematic. What Stacy Dash? It's a little much for me. <laughs> uh, Vivica yeah, Fox. No, I take that back. Hell no, I'm not doing all. Oh, fuck Vivica. She did all that shit to her face. Yeah, she she had to. Yeah, that's her, crazy. Her, okay. little, her and Lil Kim was kicking it too much. Uh, Nicki Minaj is kind of problematic. Yeah, she's actually not even not like like yeah she's she be in a lot of yeah she be doing some problematic shit definitely. Cardi's uh, problematic. Yeah. Okay. 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 I can okay. rock with Cardi. Okay. Um, I can rock with Cardi and 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 keeping Cardi how she is. I can rock with Cardi and keep her. Oh yeah, you know yeah that might that's okay. I think that's okay. Card- Those Cardi, are two. Cardi might be a, a winner. Regard. Uh. <sighs> God, this is why I should maybe like pay attention to motherfuckers' problems. SZA, is she problematic? I guess so. I mean, I mean like, just thinking of her music and what she talks about, I'm sure she. Y'all got mad when she got her body done, so that's a problem, right? Uh, I guess so. Um, yeah. Uh, if y'all know any other problem, this is actually fun. I see. I'll be. Tw- that be that should be part of the like. Hey, like send us. Send us people that you think are problematic, even though they are attractive, and we can see like the yeah, varying like, degrees. Like, what of you what, would you like deal with their problems? Right to, to get the fucking Keisha Cole is supposed to be problematic, and um, you know, um, damn, I don't you know, know why I'm blanking on her name right now. And she the Reds, she'd be disappointing me sometimes because she the Reds. But um, oh, um. Chris, I was gonna say Chrisette Michelle. K Michelle. K Michelle. K Michelle. She. she there's a. There's met. a. I gotta see because there's a moment where K Michelle was doing a lot of stuff with like the cosmetic shit, and I know I remember there being a thing she was done with it. Back to it. I mean, she uh, was maybe. taking some of it out, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. She did it, and then now at you this point, I think she's taking some stuff out. You said something with the Keisha Cole thing. Keisha Cole might be all right. Yeah, K Michelle. <laughs> Coleman love, baby. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, sometimes I'll be looking at you a little sideways for some of the stuff that you say, but you know, we, we still got some love for you. Yeah, those is. I think I think somewhere in those, those is okay. Tiana might be a little problematic. Just her uh-huh. posturing sometimes can be overly aggressive. Oh, Tiana too. Yeah. Shit, at this point, I hope she's problematic. 
One could hope If that's that's how this guy She problematic like a motherfucker Please please be problematic Be a a fucking issue And I would Oh lord but yeah, it's just got pro- Erica Badu. Is she problematic? I was gonna say, yeah, Erica. yo, you know, wrap this Erica, hey, yo, If we talk about ego and spirituality, rap, hey, I take, yeah, I take Erica it back. gets to hide behind the spirituality aspect yeah. a lot, and she could, yep. she could for sure be problematic. I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah, I'm done. If but, that's yeah, if they, yeah, wrap it up. If she problem, somebody got a problem with her, right? Anybody? I'm sure you can find a problem, and yeah. I, and I, I might yeah. be willing to overlook it a little bit for for my chance. I know that chance ain't gonna last long because she, her, and Common, you know, they they both. They, yeah, whatever, nigga. Yeah, I'll catch get him in and get him out. Yeah, I'll catch me in here with a motherfucking uh, dashiki made out of uh, aluminum foil. And y'all just gonna deal with it. Hey, just give me give me my one one year or two year situation, and hey. I will enjoy myself I'll as much as I can. I'll buy out every window seat in this place. <laughs> Where you sitting at? Yep, next to Get me. Get the fuck up out of here. Every window, close the whole row down. The window seats are for her and her only. Yeah, just a whole plane of fucking middle and aisle seats. The rest of you, y'all figure, I don't know what the fuck y'all gonna do about it. Absolutely. I'm sure for me, there's some, there's some fit chicks in there that are problematic that I would absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, I love good. I don't man, you get me in the influencer bag. I don't know none of you. Yeah, that's a mess. Is just just hilarious. Problematic. I'm I'm sure she's matured over the years. Oh yeah, I, y'all get mad at her every other week. She's cool. She, she's yeah, that's definitely bad. problematic. But just you know, even even with the wigs and whatnot, just good. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. B Simone's problematic. She's gotten better over the years. I, at first, B. Simone was a little annoying, and I didn't really find her super attractive. But she, you know, she's been on her health tip for the last couple of years. She's got a little bit better. Still a little annoying, but she's got. Damn, better. I didn't even think about like the influencer comedian people. I'm sure it's, there's. A, it's I'm sure there's a bunch of them. I'm sure there's numerous cosplay women that are for sure problematic and just very just terrible people. You would be Thanks in there with a costume cool, on. Cool, cool costumes, terrible people. Um, I'm sure po- I'm 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 inserting. There's some probably podcast chicks because y'all say a lot about podcast niggas, but it's just, it's a it's, it, it's a lot. Like I understand. Hey, look, I understand. I'm not even I'm not even knocking it. I understand the sentiment. Maybe, and I'm 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 gonna stand on this. I, I enjoy this, and we've been doing this a long time. But when y'all say that maybe these mics were a mistake, kind of got a point. I ain't gonna say you got a huge win, but <laughs> on both sides, you kind of, kind of got a, kind of got a point. Yeah, there's some valid arguments there. Well, um, well, you guys let us know. Answer that question for us, cause, cause I want to know y'all answers to yeah. these questions. That's true. So, especially just who's a problematic person that you would sleep with. Go ahead and let us, let us know. Share your answers, whether it's in the chat or you. DM us and share your answer or whatever the case is. When you get this question coming across your page, go ahead and answer that for us and let's continue this conversation. Grammys is coming up and uh, Emily's up here. I don't think Emily, I mean, if Emily won, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'd have posted who I think should win this. I almost got into today, but I'm okay because I feel like y'all going to piss me off. Please don't, but I'm preparing for it. Y'all are going to definitely piss you off. Because it's just like, 
If Janelle, it's Janelle, Victoria, Monet. Should should they should they should get? She's definitely problematic. Who? Janelle Monet. I. That's it. There we go. Fuck. That's yo. Especially since she stepped more into her queer bag. Oh man. Yeah, wrap my whole list up. If it's Janelle <laughs> or fucking Erica Badu, boy, like yeah, that's cool. Death that's a good by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> yeah, wrap it up. Um. So yeah, man, Emily's up there. I feel like. I'd be okay. I'm okay if she went. But it's some, some, it's some stupid shit. Killer Mike is the only rap album I'm talking to you about. And I deal with Nas. The rest is like, it just. I don't know, man. Um, thanks for listening, though. They're going to make you upset. They are. So we'll see y'all later. Shout out to, uh, to Jelly Roll going viral in the black community this week. Oh, yeah. For what he shared at the awards ceremony. Which is nuts because it's like, Jelly Roll. I remember Jelly Roll when he was in his rap bag. Transition to country and be blowing up. So shout out to him and his success, and shout out to the message that he shared. But I would like to talk about like white artists that come into the space. And they always, flip. they always. This is a springboard for white folks, right? Yeah, like, this is. We yeah. can have that conversation. No shade, Jelly Roll. Support you even when you was rapping and support you now. But. That's why. I, hey, I'm gonna post. There's a post going around. White black people in the country. I'm about to blast all that oh, shit. Yeah, I'm gonna get all. Yeah, cause fuck yeah. y'all. Country is it's up. It's winter time right now. I so. want to take over all this. Shit. This hacky sack. What's that shit where you throw the shit in the? Uh, oh, in, uh, 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 cornhole. Yeah, man, cornhole. Pickleball. Yeah, coming for all that bullshit. All of that. Yeah. Take take it all back. It's winter time, so I don't. What what? We don't have to answer this, but y'all let us know like what genres and activities dominate winter time that we should take over. Fucking. We kind of we kind of are in charge of it. Stay on top. Even when we didn't want to be, we were thrust into the role of being the forefront of sexualized stuff. So I think we won that department. But yes, it is winter time, so you know, keep yourselves warm. Wherever you at in the world, since we have worldwide listeners, wherever you at, keep yourself warm. Do some fucking, some cuddling, some intimacy, some connection, some holding, and all of that. Do all of that in abundance. Responsibly, of course. Not with problematic people that you shouldn't Because some of y'all end up procreating when y'all do that too much And then we have job security for us But yeah, be, be responsible With your procreation just a little bit But enjoy yourself and stay warm We'll see y'all in the next episode We appreciate you tuning in again If this is your first time, hope you enjoyed yourself If it's not, thank you for continuing to enjoy yourself And we'll see you in the next episode Peace